Hello everybody, Jesse Schreck here with Practical Missions Cohort, on-field director and founder, and today we are going to get into our second quarter newsletter. Uh, it's the year 2020, pandemic times, crazy times, uh, really, really wild, and uh, we see that as we follow the news also in America, crazy times over there as well. The virus is getting out of control, uh, business is sh- shutting down, uh, same thing happening here in our area. There's the, the Italians depend on tourism, but all tourism has stopped since early this year, hotels, may not survive, restaurants may not survive, all kinds of crazy things going on. Uh, But uh, Jesus reigns, uh, the gospel's still going forward, and as we look at the newsletter for today, we're going to get into that to see how the gospel's going forward, how your efforts are making a difference, and enabling the gospel to continue going forward here for the sake of evangelizing the lost, making disciples of Jesus Christ, and planting biblical churches here in Italy. So, as we look at the newsletter, I'm just going to read through it and make a couple uh, highlights, keep it simple, keep it brief, uh, but also take the opportunity, take liberty here to unpack some of the details, what's going on, talk about the photos and things like this. Uh, for those of you who uh, who prefer to tune in to the ministry and be a part through either listening to the podcast or following in uh, on YouTube. This is for you guys to make it uh, a way to serve you so you can best be a part of the ministry happening here, best be a part of the global mission of Jesus Christ, even here in Italy uh, with us. So here we are, second quarter, 2020, uh, missionary church planning in Italy with PMC. Uh, Briefly, I'll talk here about uh, the the photos that we have. Uh, But actually, before I do that, I want to jump to the end of the newsletter, the second page here, and read the Bible verse. I always like to start with the Word, and we'll read a verse here from Psalm 62, verse 8, and then we'll look at the photos, and then we'll get into some of what's been written here. Uh, So the verse that we have for today says, Trust in Him at all times, O people. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Uh, And I would include in here, we could say, these are all times. Uh, Pandemic times is part of the all times. And we need to trust in our Maker, trust in our God who reigns supreme, who uh, cares for His people. Uh, We are His people. We are His children. If we're born again, if we've repented of our sins and trusted in Christ, we now belong to the family of God. And uh, and not only that, He reigns over us. He's working all things together for our good. And uh, all this is wonderful, gives us great peace, and enables us to be like the psalmist here and say, Trust in Him at all times, O people. We can do that as well. By the Spirit of God in us, we can trust in the Lord, even in pandemic times. And he goes on, he says, though, pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. God is a refuge for us. And uh, if you live in America, I know what it's like. Uh, If you live anywhere, actually, nowadays, uh, with the technology and the social media and all these different things bombarding our hearts and our minds day after day, uh, it is possible you can be running along and forget the reality, like the psalmist mentions here, to pour out your hearts before him. On a daily basis, we should do this, I would say. Uh, Even on a weekly basis and a monthly basis, we should have that particular time of prayer, alone time with the Lord, to regularly be pouring out our heart before Him. Our hearts get full of all kinds of things. There was even in the olden days a saying that uh, people are empty until they come to Christ. Uh, uh, People are void or empty if they don't have Jesus Christ. And that's absolutely true. But at the same time, also is true the reality that most people are full of nonsense, full of all the wrong things. Not having Christ as the treasure of our heart, not having Jesus as the Lord of our life, we often, typically, as idol-making factories, as Calvin said in the olden days, we go and create idols uh, of our heart, things that we worship and find our fulfillment in, in the place of God. Uh, So, in any case, here we read, pour out your heart before Him. It's a good practice. It's a great thing to do. And I would encourage you, brother, sister, uh, in this time to go ahead and make sure you're getting that time in these pandemic times to just be before the Lord 
alone and quiet and pour out your heart before him. We've been doing that a lot lately, even spent some time as we'll read here. Also fasting, went a few days of fasting and really pouring out our heart before the Lord. And uh, and we found these verses to be absolutely true. God is a refuge for us. Uh, there's times where we forget in life when things are going smooth uh, that we need a refuge, that we need shelter, that we need protection. Other times, as God is often uh, known for keeping his people in situations where they need to be coming to him constantly in prayer, it's an act of mercy from God towards us to keep us close to him as a good shepherd and uh, for us to, to walk in this reality that he is a refuge for us. Uh, so most of us, we don't have uh, things going very smoothly in our life. All of us in this time have a lot of uncertainties. Uh, but again, the word for us today is trust in him at all times, pour out your heart before him, and remember, God is a refuge for you and for me. If we are in Christ, He's our refuge. We can come to Him and find what we need, uh, the care that we need just for us in this time. Uh, so may God bless us as we consider that truth uh, today. Uh, the beginning of our letter here, the photos, there's a picture of the three of us, my wife, uh, myself, and Cornelius. Uh, just when things were starting to, the restrictions were starting to free up a little bit here in Italy and we're able to go out. Uh, wearing the masks. It was a strange sensation being able to go back out again uh, and to be among the people after all that time in lockdown. Such a strange time. Uh, I remember still the first time we had a, a little espresso coffee and a pastry at the coffee bar. Even though we're sitting outside at the tables outside, very strange feeling uh, the first time. Everybody wearing masks, sitting around. You're, you're afraid to touch anything. You don't know what's going on. Uh, so weird. And still it's that way when we meet with people nobody knows do we you know Italians are known for doing the the kiss on the cheek the embrace uh, that's a thing of the past for now at least uh, you can't do that but there's the hugging handshaking what do you do I, I resort to the elbow bump just out of safety not knowing how other people feel also myself not really wanting to get too close to anybody I'm just as I am kind of a standoff kind of guy anyway so it's not hard for me to keep distance uh, but uh, in any case weird weird times here we are uh, going out another photo shows uh, Cornelius and, and and I, uh, with gospel tracks, uh, we've begun the gospel tracks, uh, getting those back out again, taking advantage of the moment that uh, in strange times, difficult times, God is working in particular ways in people's hearts, calling his elect unto him. And so aware of that, we want to make sure, even though it's weird to get out wearing the masks, to be getting house to house with the tracks. And here we happen to be at a doctor appointment rather than sit there and wait. Uh, Jerry V was waiting to see the doctor and Cornelius and I, we got the tracks and we're going to the apartment buildings and leaving them there. And this is the first time our son has been able to get involved in distributions and, and gospel ministry. And it's great. And as you, as you can imagine, when you have little kids, uh, when they give somebody a tract, it's hard to say no and take a track, not take a track from a kid when he's handing it to you. So that's kind of the advantage. And I got a great phone call yesterday. My heart was very encouraged. Brother Martin reached out as a friend. We've known each other a long time, served together a number of years in the trenches. Uh, we're brothers in the Lord. Love him dearly. He reached out to us randomly with a phone call. So encouraged my heart. And uh, But I just remember he used to have new. he still has numerous kids, but he was here. He had numerous kids. And when we're doing gospel ministry, his kids would be handing out tracts too. And I just remember uh, people often have a difficult time not taking the tract from a kid. Uh, so it's great to see our son now able to get involved. The second photo we have here... Uh, is my wife, and uh, this was, uh, I think she was about five months pregnant during this particular photo. She's now, I think, six months pregnant, uh, but the pregnancy is moving forward. There were some complications, difficulties. We'll get into that in a moment in the in the thing here, uh, but the good news is, for the moment, everybody thinks everything is fine. We just had a couple checkups two days ago, and we're very encouraged by what the doctors are saying. We also have on here some, what I call killer bees. Uh, in Italian, they call these things calabroni, uh, European giant wasps, uh, terrible suckers. They're so big, it's like they look at you, and 
you know, it's like they're memorizing your face. You're, you're afraid they're going to fight. If you make them mad, they know where you live. They're going to come after you. These things are vicious. Our neighbor's sister got stung by one of these things six times. was in a coma, a coma for three days. They had to fly her down to Rome to get special treatment. Unbelievable, crazy things. We had a whole nest here in the wall. And uh, I put out a trap with beer in it because apparently the... The bee cultivators put beer in bottles that so they go in for the beer, they smell it, and they can't get back out. We caught about 20 of them, but that did nothing. They were still going in and out of our front wall as if it was a seaport. And uh, very scary, very crazy. Towards the end, they started getting a little aggressive. I said, that's enough. We don't have money, but I'm going to call an expert to come and get rid of these things because I can't risk my wife getting stung, my son. These things are, are animals. It's, it's, I mean, the photo you can see, they're big. They make They make a normal wasp or hornet look like a baby i mean these these things are fat they got big eyes big heads and when they're flying through the air it's like a little hummingbird or something going through the air terrible anyway we paid a guy he came out he wore the full yellow suit he had a guy with him and he did his whole thing and 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 took out a whole nest there's still like a hundred or more about to be born and they were being birthed even out of their thing while he was killing them so thankfully we got that resolved but crazy time today even we had a we had a we have snakes in our little yard the last couple of days the neighbor was over a good way to get to know your neighbors i guess when you have snakes they want to come check it out we had a snake today and and uh and jerry v's mom showed up yesterday from south italy she came up she'll be with us for the next several months so we're very excited about that all this is bonus stuff that you don't get in the in the actual newsletter uh but anyway she's here and, and she just got here and now we got snakes and she's terrified uh, crazy time but from the hornets the snakes the virus and all the other stuff going on these days it's just uh crazy crazy times uh but in any case uh, the other photo we have here today is uh a t-shirt that we had made which we're wearing now when we're out distributing tracks and uh as we're going now, especially that Jervie's mother is here with us, I'm more able to get out in the evenings also to the piazza to hand out tracks. This is the shirt I'm going to be wearing. It says, Io sono la via, la verità e la vita, Gesù. I am the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus. Very simple uh, quote from the most famous person in history and uh, hoping that'll also be a conversation starter as well while we're out there, but just a way for people to also recognize we're the same people there each time we're there. Uh, so those are our photos. Uh, uh, the t-shirt, the ministry happening there, killer bees coming after us, crazy stuff. Uh, thankfully, nobody got stung. Uh, my wife, pregnant, uh, Chi and I doing distributions, family going out for the first time. Uh, again, pandemic times. Now I'm going to read a little bit of the newsletter, and, uh, and then we'll get into uh, uh, some of the, what this means. Greetings, dear friends and partners. Uh, we pray this letter finds you well, uh, as the whole world is now upside down in many ways due to the current pandemic and the many troubles associated with it. By God's grace, we are persevering. Please know that we are praying for you as well during these pandemic times. Uh, so we are persevering. It's only by grace. Anyone who serves any, for any length of time in Italy uh, understands in a particular way what it means that we persevere by grace alone. Uh, because here, if not for the grace of God, all the Lord's servants in Italy would wither. And uh, even with the grace of God, many don't stick around uh, for all the other complications associated, not just the spiritual warfare and all that, but all the other complications of living in Italy today. Uh, they, they, it's just too hard to, to stick around. For example, we just got hit. Apparently we made... Uh, uh, with our, our income level being coming in through just me, not both of us having an income, they see they think we make a I make a lot of money, but in reality that's for an entire family. And all of a sudden I got hit with like five thousand euro of taxes that have to be paid this year, double what it was last year. Where are we going to come up with that? I don't know. Other missionaries in the past have had to do it as well. You got to take out like a loan just to pay the taxes here in Italy. 
it's complicated stuff and all that makes it so that many people don't persevere in the mission's work, in the Lord's work here in Italy. Uh, but by God's grace, we're still here and we're persevering and uh, joyfully serving the Lord uh, and bringing uh, more people the gospel and more people to uh, understand what it means to live for Jesus Christ, discipling them. And then we go on here in the letter. In our previous newsletter, we were in the midst of Italy lockdown. Uh, yep, I remember that. We were one of the first places to be hit hard after China. I came across one of our video updates a few months ago, and it was a big deal. There's 400 cases in Italy. Uh, this was back when it was first starting. In one day, there's 400 cases. Whoa, this is serious. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on because after China, it was South Korea and then it was Italy. And still no one in America like even heard of the virus. Uh, but now I saw yesterday in America, there were 75,000 new cases in just one day. I mean, this thing is out of control. It's crazy. Uh, but that's where we were just a few months ago. It's hard to believe how much can change in just a short amount of time. Uh, and, and I write here now, uh, the entire world has been hit hard and it looks like we are all in for a long ride. Uh, restrictions here have been lifted a bit. Uh, we can move around freely again, uh, but we're requ required to disinfect hands and put on masks when going into crowded places or stores. Uh, I just got word that in our region, Veneto, they are now making stricter regulations again as they fear already a second wave in particular here the second wave has to do with uh foreigners coming into italy from places i think like bangladesh and uh and they're coming in all with the virus and and, and wherever they go they bring it with them and it spreads as you know like like a wild animal and uh so there is that potential now of a second wave and they're having to get a little more strict. If someone has the virus and they're found on the streets, they get fined a thousand euro. This is one of the things they're doing. Uh, but yeah, so th that's the reality in the moment. Nobody knows what's going to happen over the next couple months. Uh, we have faced numerous trials, but we, uh, we praise God for his faithfulness in carrying us through it all. Potentially, uh, we had the virus in our family. Uh, even if you look back at some of our previous updates, our podcast or video updates, uh, you can even see I had that cough thing, that dry cough for over a month. That thing lasted after the really intense fever and the sweats and all this. I thought it was just the flu at the time, but very likely it could have been the virus. Because of all the other things going on, I haven't been able to get tested yet uh, to see if I have the antibodies, but hope to do that in the next week or two. Um. In any case, uh, whether we had it or not, we are now feeling better. And because of the lockdown, we were able to self-quarantine without difficulty uh, to reduce infecting anybody else. So that's that's been good. Uh, Jerry V is now about six months pregnant with a baby girl. Uh, we are excited about her arrival. It has been a rather complicated time to be pregnant. I'm sure you can imagine that. Uh, the medical system here is a bit backed up since everyone put uh, all their normal appointments on hold for a few months. We reached out to our prayer partners for support during this time uh, when getting regular doctor visits has been hard. The doctors have let us know that the baby has a regular form, a good form, and a good heartbeat, but she's just too small. Her growth rate is not what it ought to be, apparently. Uh, we are now being sent to various specialists to find out more. Uh, will you please join us in praying for Jerry V and for baby Beatrice Speranza Beatrice would be English, I think how you say it, Beatrice, uh, to grow big and strong. Pray for her to grow big and strong, we would, we would ask you. Now, we have been praying this, and a number of you guys that are follow us and are partnered in with the ministry have been praying for this as well. And the good report here, this is bonus material, uh, that just a couple days ago, we had uh, two different appointments in one day, back-to-back. -back. So for four hours, we're out just doing straight appointments. And Jeremy has to go in alone, so that means Chi-Chi and I are together uh, just doing whatever we can until she's done. The second one, we were out distributing tracks again together. Uh, but both of these doctors this time 
uh, said uh, the baby seems to be fine and uh, she seems small, but that's because her mother is small and her mother's mother is also small, very small. Uh, so it seems everything is just fine. Uh, and we we trust that's uh, that's a work of God. Uh, the doctor also said Jerry V gained just, uh, she gained seven kilo. I don't even know how many pounds that is, but that's quite a bit in just uh, less than a month's time, I think. So uh, he said, you got to slow down gaining weight, actually. But she's still super thin, so I don't know why it would be too much weight. But I think it, perhaps it's an answer to prayer that she's gaining the weight she needs and the baby's getting what she needs. And uh, remember here, potentially Jeremy had the the, the COVID-19 virus. And uh, there was a, a month or so when she was also hacking up quite a lot. It was causing her to vomit a little more than normal. So maybe this baby was just malnourished. Uh, we don't know. But in any case, she's gained weight. Things seem to be moving uh, in the right direction. Uh, the next section here of the newsletter, uh, church planning, and then last section will be practical missions cohort, just a brief update about the ministry uh, in general, and then a couple of prayer requests. Uh, the church planning, uh, which is the end goal of our, our, our work here, the evangelism, evangelism just to do it is always good because it's we're commanded to do it. Uh, uh, and, and interestingly, you know, and nowadays there's trends where you have to go and do things to earn the right to preach the gospel. This is a common mentality often uh, in our postmodern times among even evangelicals. Uh, you have to go and paint a park or something like this to earn the right to preach the gospel. Uh, we don't really believe any of that. We think uh, God has given us the authority in Jesus Christ who reigns over all, and he's commanded us to go and to preach the gospel. And uh, sadly, though, people, as evangelists, we all we get rejected too often, and we give up just normal evangelism thinking there's better ways. Uh, but it is God, the sovereign one, and he causes the new birth. His way is through the preaching of the gospel. And the more we do it, the more people realize, wow, I really need to consider what it is I believe and listen to that evangelist. And uh, and even Paul the Apostle, for example, heard the gospel preached by Stephen, rejected it all, didn't care, uh, because he was dead. He was spiritually dead. And then all of a sudden, just a short time later, God caused him to be born again. His eyes were open and he could see the truth. He met the Lord, was born, saved, and uh, everything was different from then on. Uh, but in any case, uh, we, uh, yeah, evangelism is good. I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but evangelism is good, and uh, it's the primary thing we do. So just to do it is always good because we're supposed to. We're commanded to do it, and we don't do it enough. Uh, that's the big problem of evangelicalism today. Uh, we don't evangelize as much as we ought to. We don't witness as much as we ought to. Uh, we'll get into that more as we do the evangelism course, Lord willing, in the near future, uh, and that'll be available to you guys. Uh, but in any case, uh, evangelism, we do it also with a purpose to follow up with the people and make disciples. Uh, so when they are saved, born of the Spirit of God, the sovereign work of God, they now desire Jesus Christ. They hate their sins. They want to live for Him. They want to know what it means uh, to who their, who their Maker is, who their Savior is. They want to know Him more and, and honor Him in life. And so we are called to disciple as well, to teach others the way of the Lord, what it means to be a disciple of Christ, what it means to be saved, and so on. And uh, so we do discipleship. And discipleship on its own is also really good. Uh, but we take it in our ministry. This, the next step also which is just as good and what we see in the apostles and Paul the apostle for example uh, evangelism yep good and then discipling okay absolutely and then gather them together and see a church body formed baptized believers confessing Jesus Christ as their Lord as their Savior uh, so they're, they're obeying Jesus by getting baptized then and they covenant together in a relationship uh, identify self-identify as the body of Christ the Lord himself provides equips men to oversee the flock a plurality of elders in time and uh, this is a local expression of the body of Christ a local church and uh, that's what we're about that's why we have a section here called church planning because we evangelize also 
out of obedience and love for Jesus and compassion for the lost, uh, to make disciples also because Jesus commanded us to do that. It's our great privilege to pass on what he's given us and equip other disciples to make more disciples and evangelize other people and so on. Gather them together, see churches planted and continuing to grow. And not just that, but even the training of nationals, the training of, in our case, Italian men to be equipped to be the pastors of the church. And we step out and entrust them into the Lord's hands. We recognize them as the, the elders of the church and we move on and keep doing everything until Jesus returns or he calls us home. Uh, so that, in a nutshell, is what the ministry is about. We have this section here called Church Planning, just to give highlights on what we are doing and how the Lord is working uh, through us. So uh, we'll read this section here. It says, in Mestre, that's where we're actually abiding, uh, we're back to work in evangelism, uh, even if we have to wear masks. There is little to no gospel presence in this city. And this city has about 100,000 people just in the city. And then in the province, total over a million, uh, or close to a million, I think, in the Venice area here. Uh, there is little to no gospel presence here. We uh, were really looking forward, it says here, to uh, our numerous helpers that were supposed to be here this summer. But the pandemic brought this momentum to a halt. It's all stopped. Uh, we were so bummed out about it, too. Uh, we are now, uh, in any case, distributing tracts from house to house, handing them out in person in the piazza, and seeking to start Bible studies at people's houses. Everyone who gets our tracks also gets access to our church plant podcast, Vera Vita, where they can hear devotionals, evangelistic messages, and sermons. One couple we have been reaching out to for some time has recently invited us to begin teaching the Bible at their house. May God be pleased to bring salvation to their whole family. We pray to see some saved during these quasi-post-pandemic times that have drastically altered so many people's lives. Will you join us in prayer every day for the rest of the summer for the hand of God to move and save? This is our plea. This is our request to you. If you could make a note to write it next to your bedpost or something when you wake up and when you have your devotional time, remember to pray for us and for God to move here and to save people and gather them together alongside of us to walk with Him. Uh, that would be our prayer request. And uh, to note, there's also another guy here. It's not mentioned in this when the time it was written, but he also has expressed he would like to study the Bible. Whenever I can, he wants to come and study. Uh, he was studying a bit with Jehovah Witnesses in the past, which thankfully he didn't go that route and stay there. Uh, but this man, uh, Antonio, he wants to continue. Uh, I've evangelized him now several times. Uh, he's still, he even mentioned when I first thing when I saw him, he, he's telling me about the track that I gave him. This was a few months ago before the pandemic, I think. And uh, he's still brewing over that, realizing he's in sin in a variety of ways. And, uh, but he's praying to God now and he's, he wants to be saved. So that's really, really great. Lord willing, we'll be starting a study with him as well. Pray for that. Pray for that to start happening as soon as possible. And uh, next section here, moving on. Uh, we have been blessed to serve, teach, and preach God's word and carry the Punto di Luce, Udine City, uh, these folks forward in the gospel. But we have now finished our work there. This was not an easy decision, but after much prayer, fasting, and discussing all things with our home church pastors, we all agreed it was the Lord's will for us to take leave. Their former missionaries are now back and able to carry them on according to God's will. Interestingly, during the time when we were considering if the Lord was desiring us to take leave of this effort, a group of seven baptized believers walking faithfully with the Lord in Pordenone City reached out to us to discuss a potential church restart with Jesse, me, as their pastor. Uh, 
parenthesis here, I was one of their pastors during the first four years of that church plant. Sadly, this church was led to close about a year ago, uh, even though there was still a core group that remained after some, some complications and spiritual warfare and stuff in this church. And there were even new people still coming. Uh, unfortunately, it closed. Uh, we were unable at that time to commit to helping them due to our new ministry in Udine and our initial evangelism efforts in Mestre. So we couldn't make that commitment in that time. Uh, so now we are seeking the Lord with these folks to determine if this is God's will. There is a need for a biblical church among the people of the city. There's a couple in the province now, but nothing in the city. There's a, there's a void there now for the people of the city. The city is 50,000 people. Uh, but the big question here is, uh, uh, is this for us to do? And is it for us to do now? We don't have the answer to that right now. Uh, if it is, if, if yes, in what capacity is the other question? So if the Lord would have us carry these folks forward, reunite them as the body of Christ and see a church planted there, we covenant together uh, and a church takes form. Um, in what capacity do we help? What is our role in that? Uh, so there's a lot of things up in the air there, but it's something we're taking seriously. We love these folks. We care about them. And we know there's still a number of other people around there that could be brought in and this thing could take off again and all to God's glory. Uh, but we don't know. We don't know uh, the, the full plan of God, what he would have us do. So we just invite you to pray for us uh, regarding that and for wisdom. We're taking our time over the next several months. The board of directors at PMC, we're talking about it, praying about it. And uh, the idea is... We're continuing the evangelism here in Mestre as planned, as normal, as we're called to, praying to see this thing take off here, but potentially we could be helping these folks also over there, uh, and, and we'll see how the Lord uh, works throughout the rest of the summer. Uh, the last section here of our newsletter is PMC, Practical Missions Cohort. Uh, the PMC mission continues as we press on by faith, pioneering in the work of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy. We thank the Lord for His continual provisions throughout the pandemic, uh, it's been such a great thing. The uh, Partners, we thank you for how you have been actively involved and encouraging our hearts. And we know all of you are going through a lot over there as well, uh, but there's been numerous people that have responded to our updates, our, our different things, uh, praying for us, encouraging us, giving us good feedback and counsel on different matters. And it's been very, very encouraging uh, in this regard. It's a great picture of the body of Christ uh, doing the, the, the Lord's mission together. Everybody plays their part. Some are sent out. And, and they're sent by those who send and encourage and equip and provide all of us together making an impact in this world uh, for the gospel and for, for Christ himself. Uh, sadly, uh, it says here, our interns uh, and, and both evangelism groups had to be canceled for 2020. I already mentioned that above briefly. Uh, that really uh, broke our hearts. It really did. Uh, we we're really looking forward to that momentum that was coming, that boost to have these guys help. Uh, and it all had to come to a close this summer. It's been something we've been praying to see happen for numerous years now. And finally, the moment came, and then a global pandemic takes off, and things have changed. Uh, but we pray that the Lord will permit these folks to come next summer. And one couple, for sure, already said, we're, we're with you. We have the funds raised. We want to keep that saved so we can come, Lord willing, next summer and do what we're supposed to do this summer. So we're praying that come into fruition as well. Sweet folks uh, that want to help make an impact here. Uh, some people have shown an interest uh, in joining PMC as full-time missionaries, two couples in particular, uh, but nothing has yet solidified. It could, but as of now, nothing has solidified. Um, 
We pray to the Lord daily, in any case, for more laborers to enter the harvest with us. More laborers. That's what we pray for primarily right now. Uh, in, in the meantime, though, we are developing online courses uh, via the PMC Academia. That's becoming a reality now. Uh, and this is to help equip new missionaries before they even arrive on the mission field. Uh, so uh, things we are working on and creating, uh, and we would ask you to pray for these efforts, uh, in, would be the uh, the PMC 12 points on church planning, uh, a document about 50-some pages uh, just giving... Uh, for the purpose of creating unity and, and clarity, what it is we believe, what we're doing. And uh, at the same time, uh, looking at my camera, I think I lost the battery power connection or something. Uh, but hopefully we still got part of that. Uh, and we still have the audio going, so we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, yeah, unity, clarity, uh, 12 points there, all things related to church planning. And so we'll have some video clips, some readings, and just a way for people to get a good feel of the ministry, what it is we believe, and what it is that we do. Uh, evangelism will be another course that we're planning to uh, put together. Uh, and then missions and apostolic church planting. Uh, four different teachings that we're going to be working on uh, developing, all for the purpose of uh, preparing and, and making uh, missionaries as fruitful as possible as they come and serve the Lord with us. Uh, once complete, though, these... Uh, uh, we're planning to make these uh, courses available for free to all of our ministry partners, for you guys who are partnered in the ministry, and uh, to God alone the glory. Uh, that's uh, our letter uh, wrapped up there, Jesse, Jerry, and all of us at PMC. Uh, prayer requests, we mentioned them, I think, all pretty much throughout uh, the, the update. Uh, but I'll just say here, there's the pregnancy for Jerry and the baby. Please pray for that. Stamina for us as we're persevering and pioneering alone, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, doing this work without uh, a core group of people with us. Uh, we need your prayers, so please continue to pray for us for that. A core group uh, of believers, uh, people saved uh, and taking form here in the Mestre City. Pray for salvations, sound conversions, long-term missionaries, as I mentioned, to apply and then get accepted and get here, get the funds they need and everything. Uh, the on-field director person, uh, administrator and ESL director and administrator, two positions available. Uh, great opportunity for somebody who wants to live in Italy, serve Jesus Christ, and uh, has those kind of skills. As well as uh, financial support, so uh, we do, uh, we serve, uh, we are faith-based missionaries, uh, so we would invite you, if you're not partnered already, if you are, first of all, please know we greatly value you. If you're a partner, you are here with us. You are involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ, playing a valuable role by enabling us to live and do what it is that we do here for the Lord. So you are, you should be uh, full of joy, uh, and we pray you are uh, each day when you remember uh, you are personally involved in the Lord's global mission. Also, the same for those who pray for us consistently. Uh, uh, you are also involved. Uh, prayer is a, a means uh, of the Lord's mission. Uh, but if you're not already involved and you want to be a financial partner, you can do a one-time gift or you can become a monthly partner. Monthly partners are the most important to us at this time because they enable us to have the funds we need to continue living, serving, and developing all these different aspects of the ministry and evangelizing, making disciples, and planting churches. So a great way to be involved if uh, if you're not already. Visit uh, practicalmissions.org slash donate for more information there. And then lastly, we would ask you to pray for wisdom and discernment regarding the potential restart of the Portanone City Church. Uh, pray for us for that. Uh, and that's it for today, guys. Um, I, would, I would say also uh, be sure to check out the PMC website, practicalmissions.org, uh, where there you have uh, access to a variety of different uh, resources from the ministry, things that are good for your edification from the blog posts to the, uh, the Q&A regarding missions and missions in Italy. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, you can go to uh, uh, on our on our 
website there, you can find the speak pipe uh, page where you can leave a voicemail and have it even implemented into uh, one of our uh, podcast episodes. If you have a question or a comment, we can answer your question or share your comment, whatever it might be. And uh, that's part of the ministry that we're developing also is the the media ministry for podcasts uh, related to missions, interviewing different folks, Lord willing, in the future. And uh, also the, the the YouTube channel where we now have a vlog going just to show you a little bit of Italy and the, the missionary life and uh, share these podcast episodes as well uh, uh, by, by means of the video there uh, through the YouTube channel. Uh, so, uh, again, thank you guys for being a part of the ministry. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being with us in this second quarter. And thank you for uh, being a part of this third quarter and what God is doing and will do in these coming months. We look forward to giving you another update uh, and, and telling what God has done uh, in just a couple months. So God bless you until next time. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.